0: Welcome to Eve's Corner. Eve's Corner is a show of encouragement, enlightenment, and empowerment. I am Prophetess Lamina Campbell-Jackson, pastor of the Charity Full Gospel Baptist Church, and you are tuned in at the right time, to the right place, and I am so happy that you've joined today for an applicable, pertinent, and a relevant word for this time and season. The show is live today. And I don't always get the opportunity here lately uh, to speak with my listeners. So please do call in. I really want to hear from you. You can call in to share your testimony. You can call in to talk about how this show has been a blessing to you. Um, you can call in to give words of encouragement to other listeners. Because sometimes people just need to know that God has blessed some other people through similar circumstances that they may be currently dealing with. So, again, the show is live today. That number to call in is 888-627-6008. Again, the show is live today, and the call-in number is 888-627-6008. I really want to hear from you. Like I said, it's been a while since I've been able to interact with my listeners. I so appreciate you guys hanging in there with me over these last couple of years, Um, as you know. East Corner. East Corner has uh, been on the air uh, for at least a couple of years now, so again, I'm happy and thankful, and I, I love uh, the opportunity to just kind of share with all of you, and this is a good day to do so. So again, call me, 888-627-6008. Today's topic is Kiss Daddy Goodbye. Again, that's Kiss Daddy Goodbye, coming from the book of Genesis. We're going to be in the 12th chapter. We're going to read verses 1 through 3. So if you have your Bible, so you can go ahead and turn there. That's the book of Genesis, 12th chapter, verses 1 through 3 is where we're going to read. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version of the Bible. But before we get started, as you know, we're going to bow for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you now, God, for our many blessings. We thank you, God, for how you continue to just watch over us and keep us. We thank you, God, for going with us and going before us, God, to make crooked places straight. We thank you, God, for being our deliverer. We thank you, God, for being our healer. We thank you, God, for being our provider. We thank you, God, because all of our needs are met through you. And we just pray now, God, that you meet us where we are on today, God. I pray, God, that this word comes forward with clarity and understanding, God. I pray now that this word causes bowed-down heads to be lifted. I pray now, God, that this word causes encouragement and enlightenment for your people. I, I pray now, God, for a move of your spirit. I ask you, God, to take my tongue to write upon the hearts of your people and give them what they need on today, God. I pray that you would just move by your spirit, God. Have your way in and through me on today, God, and I pray now, God, that not only do you meet every spiritual need, God, for your people who are connected to this ministry, God, but I pray, God, that you meet financial needs, God. I pray that you meet every void in their life, God, for those who may be feeling lonely on today, God, and for those who may be down and discouraged, God. I bind the enemy on every hand, God, and I say that those voids are filled with you, with your spirit, with your love, with your peace, your joy in the Holy Ghost. I pray now, God, that Your people will be encouraged by this word on today, God. And I pray now, God, that we will learn from this message, God, the things and the people that we need to let go of on today, God. We understand that there are some things that may be hindrances to our growth in you. There may be some hindrances, God, that are holding up some of your people and causing some of them to be stagnant, God. So I pray now, God, that this word would help them to understand, God, what your plan is for their lives, God, what your purpose is for their lives, God. Help them to understand, God, even that there is a process for how we are to let go. God, I just glorify you, and I praise you, God, in all things. I thank you, God, for even what you are doing in Campbell Ministries, even as we speak, God. I glorify you, and I praise you, God, because your promises are yes and amen. I glorify you, and I praise you, God, because you keep your word, God, even when we don't. You are faithful, God. You do just what you said you are going to do, and God, so I pray now. And you are reminding your people, even under the sound of my voice, through this prayer, God, remind them, God, of the things that you've laid on their heart for them to do. Remind them, God, of the call of their lives. Remind them, God, of the purpose that is on their lives. Remind them, God, to let go and let God. It's in Jesus' name that we count these blessings done by faith. Amen and amen. Amen. Again, I'm, I'm so happy and so thankful. For all of our listeners on today, Uh, some of you may be joining for the first time, and I definitely appreciate you. Tell somebody. Tell somebody about the broadcast. Tell somebody about Eve's Corner and Campbell Ministries and and the things that that are happening, these great things that are happening because of God, certainly not because of me, but just because of the things that that God is doing in and through the ministry. Call somebody now. Send them a text message. Send them the the call-in numbers so that they can get a word as well. You know, it's one thing to tell somebody about a message, but it's another thing when they can hear it for themselves. And we do re-air um, in, in within the, the month, you know, but if by chance you happen to have missed a message, uh, our messages are archived. And if you want to tell somebody else about, you know, any message that, that they may miss, always send them over to our website, uh, which is at com. Again, that's www.campbellministries.com so that they don't have to miss a word, amen, because I do believe that it's a word for this time and season. So I've given you some time uh, to get to the scripture. That's Genesis, the 12th chapter. And we're going to begin reading, amen, again. on Today I'm coming from the NIV version of the Bible. And the Bible reads, beginning at verse 1, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all people on earth will be blessed through you. Amen. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Amen. so we find here in Scripture the call of Abram. And one of the things that you will quickly find out is that when God calls you, when God appoints you, and when God anoints you, to do a thing, there is a process, there's a purpose, and there is a promise tied to it. So the process, as we reflect back to verse 1, for many of us, it can be difficult to understand, and there may be some things that we don't want to do. But in order to simply obey God, certain things must be done. It's that simple. And then not only do those things have to be done, but they have to be done in a specific way. Most importantly, things have to be done in God's way. So the process for Abram, as with many of us, entails getting away from from some nouns, if you will. So that is getting away from some people, some places, and some things. Again, when God calls you, there are some people, some places, and some things that you are going to have to say goodbye to. Now, why, you may ask? Well, because those nouns or those people, places, and things represent familiarity. They represent a certain level of comfort or protection that we think we may have. But the problem is that each of those can hinder your move. All those things can hinder your growth and they can hinder you obeying God. Sometimes that's because those people, those places and those things can be a distraction for where it is that God wants to take you. And sometimes they can provide a false sense of hope for your security. And then for some people, you may even have the nerve to think that you've gained what you've gained because of those people. And I want you to know that God is not going to share his glory with anybody or anything. So in obeying the call of God, you find out very quickly that you have to kiss daddy goodbye. Because daddy's idea of how and what you need to do regarding your calling and where you should go is not always what God is telling you to do. That may be what was good for your daddy, that may be what was good for your mother, that may be what was good for your friend or that that other family member who wants to tell you what it is that God is saying. But if you can hear from God for yourself, you need to know what it is that God is saying for you to do. So daddy in this, this topic title is not necessarily about a parent. Please understand that daddy represents anything. That could be a person, place, or a thing that can hinder you from you going forth with God. So what we're saying on today is kiss daddy goodbye. Some of us need to kiss some other folks goodbye. Some of us need to kiss some relationships goodbye, some friendships, some kinships, some other ships. Some of us have some undercover relationships. Some of us have some unsaved family members and friends that you go to for advice. Well, they can't give you advice about the things of God if they're not saved. It's quite simple. If they're not hearing from God, they can't tell you and they can't give you advice. It's not going to be sound advice anyway. If you decide to go to them and say, so what do you think God is saying? Why are you asking for people who are not saved to give you guidance on what it is that you should be doing when you're saved? I don't care how close you are. I don't care how much you feel like they love you. They cannot give you wisdom, guidance, understanding. They can't give you any clarity around the thing that they don't understand. If they don't have a relationship with God, they can't understand where you're going. If they don't have a relationship with God, they can't give you any one, two, three steps, any guidance. You know, I, I don't care how many rain dances they do. I don't care what it is that they try to tell you. If they are not saved. They can't tell you what you need to do. So stop going to those unsaved family members and friends. And then some folks are saved. They are Christians. They profess to know Christ, but they may not be hearing from God. They may not have the Holy Ghost. They may not be walking in the Spirit. They may be fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Whatever the case is, there are some things that are a hindrance to you that you have got to let go of. If your classmates are still doing the exact same things that they were doing 30 years ago, including sleeping on their mother's couch, they can't tell you where it is that God is getting ready to take you. They can't give you any guidance because they can't even guide themselves off the couch. They can't guide themselves out of their mother's house. They can't guide themselves to keep a full-time job. So, therefore, they don't need to be giving you advice. It's nice to have friends, but you have to know when to separate yourself and come out from among them. And that's exactly what God is saying to Abram. Some of us may need to kiss some hangout spots goodbye. I realize that that's where you go to watch the game and all those things. But if that place has become more commonplace to you than being in the house of God, then that's not where you're supposed to be. And there's nobody in there that can help you with where it is that God is taking you. They can't do it. You may need to kiss your current residence goodbye. some of you are living with some folks that are not a help to you into getting where God wants you to be. Because in you living with them and hanging out with them and sitting under them, you begin to soak up who they are and what they're doing rather than them soaking up who you are. And some of them are purposely hindering you because they can see something different about you. Some of them are purposely hindering you just because they don't like where it is that they can see God wants to take you somewhere. But since they can't go, then they're going to hinder you and make sure you can't get anywhere. I'm telling you today, you need to kiss them goodbye. You may have been living in a neighborhood. And for so long, you've gotten accustomed to the gunshot. You've gotten accustomed to the violence. You've gotten accustomed to the dope man being on the corner. In fact, he knows your name. I'm not even saying that you're buying anything from him. But if he knows your name and y'all are real cool and you've never invited him to church, there's a problem. You need to kiss all of that goodbye. In some cases, like Abram, you may have been sitting at a full table at daddy's house for a long time with a full spread. You may have a lot of your favorite comforts. Because you've been depending on daddy to provide for you. You've been depending on your familiar place with all the people who love you, all the things you're accustomed to having, all the folks who are feeding you, all the folks who are supporting you. And if you cry, they'll wipe your tears for you. If you fall, they'll pick you up. If you sneeze, they'll even wipe your nose. Here you are 40 years old and still getting tucked in. You're 40 years old and daddy's still paying your bills. You don't do anything with your money except shop and spend it how you want to. And that's a false sense of security. The real truth is that if you don't go, then you won't grow. If you don't go, then you will not grow. God is trying to elevate you. So in order to do that, you need to begin to trust what God is saying. You need to be obedient, and you need to move by faith. I know I'm right about it. Just like with Abram, there is nothing like finding out that God is truly your provider. It's one thing to hear about it, but it's totally different when you're in need of provision, and you're in need of some things, and God provides it for you. It's nothing like finding out that God will feed you when you're hungry. It's nothing like finding out that God will keep clothes on your back and a roof over your head. In fact, David said, in the time of trouble, he shall have me. It's nothing like knowing for yourself that even your protection is in God. It's not about carrying a weapon. It's not about walking outside feeling like you bad because you went to the gym and got buffed up. It's nothing like finding out for yourself that God has everything that you need, but all you have to do is be obedient to him. It's nothing like finding out for yourself that it's all about God in the first place. It's not about your friends, your family, or your finances. So in order to obey when God says move, then what you have to do is kiss daddy goodbye. So the process is simply referring to a set of instructions. If you were trying to bake a cake and you didn't do it in the order that the recipe calls for and you decided to, say, leave out the flour, then you're not going to have much of a cake. And what you'd really have is a sugary, sweet, burned up, nasty mess that you can't even eat. It serves no purpose. So the process then has to be done in a certain way. The process then has to be be done according to the set of instructions that the Lord gave you. So again, daddy and all those other folks that you're accustomed to going to for your answers may not have your answers because the instructions are specific to you. The instructions are specific to what God called you to do. The instructions are specific to the call of God and the purpose of God on your life. Now, somebody somewhere is going to say, well, You know, you really can leave certain things out of a cake, and I agree with you. You can leave certain things out of a cake, but if those things are not included and you have not followed the instructions, it's not a cake. If you put all the ingredients in and you don't bake it for the required amount of time or leave it in the oven, yes, the place where it's hot, the place where it's uncomfortable, in order to move it from being a liquid to a solid, in order to move it to something that can stand, if you don't follow those instructions, it's not going to happen. It's going to be weak in the middle. It's going to be soft in the middle. And every time something occurs and every time something comes up, there's a problem because you did not follow the instructions. So therefore, it does not look like it does not taste like, it does not feel like, and it certainly doesn't elevate like or rise or have the same consistency or even respond like what it was intended to be. And it's not cake. You can call it what you want to, but you're fooling yourself if God gives you instructions and you don't follow them to a tee. Because the word lets us know that obedience is always better than sacrifice. I am a living witness that if God tells you to leave something or somebody behind, that means that he's got something bigger and better for you. Most of us get stuck on what it is that we're leaving behind, and we can't follow the process and we can't follow the instructions because we're so busy worried about what we're not going to have. So we begin to drag relationships and we begin to drag people that were not designed to go with you. But don't you know, you cannot take everybody where God is taking you. Everybody can't go. They're not ready. They're not prepared and they're not called to be with you. So stop worrying about what it is that you may have had to leave behind and look forward to where it is that God is taking you. Look forward because I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you I've been there. I've done it. I've left some things and some people behind. And at the moment, it felt like a deficit in my life. At the moment, it felt like I I don't know how I'm going to make it without them. I don't know how I'm going to make it without this. I don't know how I'm going to make it without that. But I'm telling you, I am a living witness that for everything that you may have had to get rid of, for everything that you may have had to lose, for everything that God has told you to leave behind, I want you to know and to understand that God has something bigger and better for you. So therefore, Abraham or Abram My brother, my sister who is listening on today, get away from those relatives that may be hindering you. Get away from those friends that may be hindering you. Get away from your familiar place, your comfortable space. Get away from your norm, Abram, and I am going to show you where I want you to go. Now, I don't know if you all have recognized, but when God told Abram to leave, Abram wasn't told where he was going right away. He didn't know where he was going. He was simply moving by faith. He was simply packing up what was his. He packed up what he had. And if you glance down to verse 4, the Bible says that Abram went forth. Abram went forward. Abram went to where God was calling him to be. He followed the process. He wasn't belaboring it. He wasn't asking his daddy where he should go. He wasn't calling up a prayer partner and going to the prayer meeting with his friend to see what they thought or asking their opinion. He wasn't having a goodbye party, and he certainly was not having a pity party. He simply obeyed God. So now, as we have arrived at verse 2, where we see the purpose. And again, before I move forward, we are live today, if you're listening to the show. The number to call in to comment, give a testimony, talk about the goodness of God, or even encourage some of our other listeners. That number is 888-627-6008. Again, the number is 888-627-6008. I'd love to hear from you, and then so would some of our other listeners. So now, going back to verse 2, we're going to talk about the purpose. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. God let Abram know the why. Some of us need to understand that God needs you to move like he said, when he said, and how he said, Because he wants to not just bless you, but others will be blessed through you. So first and foremost, we have to recognize that this is bigger than you. When God is telling you to move or to go forth or to come out, when God gives you a set of instructions, you have to know and understand it's bigger than you. If you can wrap your mind around the idea that God wants to do great things through you, but you have to be obedient. And for just a little while, be uncomfortable and just move when he says move and move how he says move, not only Will God bless you. He wants to bless others. He wants to bless your entire household. He wants to bless your family, your children. Your children's children will be blessed because of your obedience. See, God is just looking for somebody that he can use. But he wants to use you for his glory. He wants to move some blessings from the heavenly realm to the earth realm, but he needs somebody that he can use for his glory. He needs somebody that won't go back and give the credit to the job for what he's done. He needs somebody that won't go back and give the credit to those relatives, to those friends. Girl, if it hadn't been for her, I don't know how I would have got through. The devil is a liar. See, God will use people to be a blessing through you, but you can't give those folks the credit. It's all about God. God used them. So don't go back and give God's credit to people. He's looking for somebody that he can trust. He needs somebody that won't try to take the credit for themselves. Because a lot of times, you know, when we feel like we've arrived, we get to saying, oh no, I did this and I did that and I got this degree and I got this job and I got this car and I got this house. Don't you know that it's a whole lot of folks with good credit that still can't buy things? Don't you know it's a whole lot of folks with money that still can't do things? Do you understand it's a whole lot of people with things that are still not happy? And why? Because God ain't either. God has to get the glory, God has to get the credit. God wants somebody that will just obey him so he can send some blessings through you. Ask yourself, can God use you? Can God use you or are you going to try to take the credit for what he's done? Can God use you or are you going to give the credit to a job or your title or your finances? Can God use you? Not only does God want to bless you, but the Bible says that he will make your name great. You don't have to go back and study marketing strategy when God tells you to move. You don't have to run around like the the rapper Mike Jones and make a song about yourself. You don't need to hire a hype man. You don't have to lift up your name, but if you would simply obey God and lift up his name, then he will make your name great. If you will simply obey God and do what he told you to do, then he will make your name great. So how does this happen? Well, I'm so glad you asked. If you just obey, the magnitude that God wants to bless you on will cause other folks to not only see your blessings and recognize your growth, that when they see your faith, it will encourage them and it will increase their faith. And then when they begin to ask you questions, because you know, some folks have the nerve to ask you, "What? Well, how did you get what you got? Well, how, how did you... Get in college, and and how did you pay for school, and how did you get that degree, and how did you get that job? How did you get to where you are? How How did you get married? How did you find your spouse, your good things, brother? How did you do any of that? And the response then is not about you, but the response by you, will cause them to have faith too, because your answer is, oh, it was God. How do I know? Well, again, I'm glad you asked. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter, when we begin around the eighth verse, the scripture says this, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his Inheritance. Notice the scripture says that he would later receive as his inheritance, but he was called to go there. He obeyed and he went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise, for he was looking forward. He wasn't looking back. He wasn't thinking about what he left. He wasn't thinking about what he lost. He wasn't thinking about all the folks that couldn't go with him. But the Bible says that he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so, from this one man, And he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. What does the scripture mean when it says as good as dead? These folks were old. They were past childbearing age. They were past what the mind thinks, the natural mind thinks is the age to be able to bear or to produce. Or to have seed. Don't you know that it's some folks looking at you right now who are thinking that it's too late for you. Some of you may have let the devil fool you and make you think that it's too late for you. Don't you know? I don't care where you are right now. I don't care what you're doing. The Spirit of the Lord is saying it is not too late. It's never too late. When God says move, I don't care how old you are, I don't care what you've been through, I don't care how much you've done, but when God tells you to move, what I want you to know is that if you just obey, God will do what he said he's going to do. The scripture says that God gave Abraham a city with foundation whose architect and builder is God. It's not about what it looks like. It's not about what it feels like. If you would just obey God and kiss daddy goodbye, you can move forward with what God has planned for your life. You are not too old. The devil is a liar. You have not done more than anybody else has done. The devil is a liar. If you just obey God, if you just do what it is that God is saying for you on today, You will find out very quickly that God is faithful. Here it is, that in Genesis 12, that God was telling Abram, who had no children, that he was not just going to bless him, but he would make his name great. And that he would make him into a great nation. Now, if you were Abram, and you didn't have children, and your wife wasn't able to bear children, you would have to know that you were hearing from God because in the natural realm, it doesn't make sense. But the God that we serve does the impossible, and he did the impossible for Abraham because of Abram's obeying in faith. And we know from the history of Abram that he didn't necessarily do everything right along his journey. He made some mistakes. He tried to do some things his own way. But now, don't get, don't get ready to try to, to judge Abram, because some of us, yes, we've made some mistakes. We've done some things that were foolish. We do. We're human. But Abram did get it right, and God blessed him, because God is faithful, not because we are always faithful, but because God has to keep his word, and God blessed Abram so well that, as many of you know, he had to change Abram's name. And for some of you, a name change seems like a small thing. But for others, you know that your name signifies not just who you are, but what you are. It identifies character traits. So if you're listening today and they're still calling you Slick Willie, if you're listening today and they're still calling you Quick Hands Freddie because you used to steal back in the day, if you're listening today and they used to call you Fast Fanny and they still are calling you Fast Fanny or Loose Lips Lenny or Sexy Sally or whatever some of those crazy nicknames were that went along with your character back then, you might want to do some soul searching and ask yourself if if this is really who you still are. Because when God is in control of your life and he brings about a change, then a lot of other things about you begin to change as well. So you need to kiss daddy goodbye holding on to your past holding on to your comfort zone all of those old friends and those old ways can keep you from your purpose can keep you from the promises of god can keep you from the things that god has prepared for those who obey him so god changed abram's name And when God changed a person's name and gave them a new name, it was to establish their new identity, as as it was for Abram in Genesis 17 and 5. He changed his name from Abram, high father, to Abraham, father of a multitude, and his wife's name from Sarai. My princess to Sarah, mother of nations, because God wanted it clear to them as well as to other people what he was doing in their lives. He told him before it happened, because as you know, Abram and Sarah were trying to do things their own way and trying to help God out, so to speak. So God doesn't need our help. He already has a plan for our lives, and we don't have to try to figure it out or fix it up or do it our way, but we simply have to obey God. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, it's one of my favorite scriptures. The Message Bible makes it very plain and clear to understand. It says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you and not to abandon you, plans to give you the future you hoped for. So God already knew that Abram and Sarah had a desire. He already knew what the desire was for. And guess what? He already knows what you have a desire for. Nothing about you comes as a shock to God. He already knew you from your mother's womb. And you can't hide anything from God. It's interesting how Abram and Sarah already had some things. Do you know that even people who are not broke still want some things from God? And it's somebody who's listening right now that may be in a financial deficit thinking, man, all I need is my bills paid. Don't you know that God already knows what you have need for? He already knows the desire of your heart. It's a woman who may be listening right now that has her bills paid, but she desires to have a mate to share her life with. It's a brother. Who's listening right now that has a wife and kids and is financially stable, but what they want is some peace of mind because they got a house full of grown kids and he can't get them out of his house. He just wants to spend some time with his wife. But God is saying, if you would just be willing and obedient, you can have what you want, but you have got to kiss daddy goodbye. Stop holding on to the wrong things and the wrong people because they will profit you nothing. And they'll only cause you to miss the move of God for your life. It's some people who are listening right now. And you know that God has called you to something bigger and better. But you're so busy holding on to what you think is a life that you're not moving forward with God and being elevated spiritually and financially because you won't let go. Stop trying to fix yourself. Stop trying to do it your way. Stop thinking that. You need to get some things out of your system first. God already knows you, and he simply wants you to obey, and he's going to take care of the rest, period. But you've got to make a move. You've got to come out from among your norm. You've got to come out from your relatives and your friends. You've got to come out from the place where you hang out on Sundays to watch sports or where you hang out every Saturday and get back to church. You can be dedicated to going to a bar, going to BW3, going to any sports bar, going to any place, going to your friend's house. You're dedicated and committed to doing that, but you will not commit to going to the house of God who's been blessing you and keeping you all this time. It's time to simply obey people of God. You've got to kiss that stuff goodbye. For some, it's deeper than others, and you need to kiss your secret lovers or your sad piece goodbye. Some of you need to kiss your drug dealers goodbye, your alcoholism goodbye. Some of you need to kiss your ego issues and your bad temper goodbye. Some of you need to kiss a sexual addiction or your sinful nature, your fleshly habits, your smoking habit. Goodbye. It's costing you too much money anyway. You need to kiss all of that stuff goodbye and go with God. Understand that God has a much better plan for your life. Understand, though, that you've got to follow the process, and you've got to understand the purpose, or you'll continue to be right where you are, which is stagnant. And stagnant means that you're lacking movement, you're stale, you're inactive. And anything that's stale and inactive begins to have an odor. It begins to stink. Have you ever seen stagnant water sitting outside? There is an odor that comes from that place. And it affects everything that's around it. And guess what? It also has an appearance to match. You don't look like and act like you your purpose to do when you're stagnant. So I encourage you on today to go with God. And now we've come down to the promise. God made a promise to Abram in verse 3 that I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. In layman's terms, God had his back. And you know what? God has your back. For everybody that has been a blessing to Campbell Ministries, whether it's in word or in deed, don't you know that God will bless you for that? But for everybody that put their mouth on Campbell Ministries, be warned, God will deal with you. And what I love about the Lord is that I don't have to deal with you, but God's got my back. And for others who may be listening, who are being faithful to what God is calling you to do, know that God has your back. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to justify your calling. You don't have to explain to anybody anything about why your ministry or your gift is different from theirs. You just obey. You just do what it is that God is telling you to do, and he'll take care of the rest. He'll deal with those folks. Because God said in Isaiah fifty four seventeen, and it's very clear, the Bible says that no weapon that is formed against thee, and you can make it personal, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that will rise against thee or me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So therefore, since God said it, I believe it. Don't worry about the naysayers. God's promises are not like ours. He keeps his word, and we have all kinds of reasons for why we don't always do what we say we're going to do. But I want you to know that God's Promises are yes and amen. They are so. They are true. Whatever God says, it is so. God made a covenant with Abram in Genesis 15, reminding him of the promise he made to him in Genesis 12. And then circumcision began as a sign of that covenant that Abram would obey. And God would make him the father of many nations. Throughout Scripture, we find several promises that God has made to his people. And in each promise, God pledges that something will or will not be done or given or come to pass. Now, these are not casual promises like we sometimes make. These promises of God are rock solid. They are unmistakable, and they're vows made by God himself. Because God is faithful. The recipients of his promises can have a true guarantee that what God has sworn will indeed be realized. In Numbers 23 and 19, the Bible says that God is not human, that he should lie. Not a human being, that he should change his mind. Does he speak? and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? And the answer is certainly not. God's promises are a guarantee. And when you know what God has said, and when you know what belongs to you, you begin to act a little bit different. You begin to have a bounce in your step, and you begin to... Hold your head up high. You you stop walking around with your head down and worried and looking confused and like you're in a daze and don't know what's going on. The old folks used to say, my feet got light. You begin to smile for what seems like no reason. You don't spend your time worrying about what other folks think about you. You don't spend your time worrying about how they feel about you. You don't spend your time concerned about the fact that They don't even think you'll be successful. The truth, people of God, is that some of them hope you are not successful. Some of them hope you don't do well. So they can say, I told you so. I knew it. I knew you'd end up right back here. Because they want you to end up in that same rut with them. But the good news is, you got a relevant word on today. And you can make up your mind right now to go with God because his promises are true. If you are one of God's children, there is no doubt in my mind, if you just obey, God will take care of the rest. The songwriter said, I've got a promise and everything is going to be all right. Even before it manifests in the natural, even before you begin to see it in the earth realm, You can pull it down out of the heavenlies into the earth realm with your faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. God's record is good with me, so I know it will come to pass. I can already see and envision in my mind what it is that God has told me that he's going to do because he said it. And so because of that, we can move forward. Because of that, we can act on it. Because of that, we can do what it is that God has called us to do. Without a shadow of a doubt, we don't have to worry about a thing because God promises and he keeps his word. God has made several promises throughout scripture, Old Testament as well as the New Testament. So in addition to what is called the Abrahamic covenant, which we just talked about on today, God promises in Deuteronomy 4 and 29 that if we search for him, we'll find him. God doesn't play hard to get. All we have to do is just look for him. He lets us know that he's near us whenever we pray to him in Deuteronomy 4 and 7. God promises in in Psalm Psalm number 121, God promised protection for his children. If you belong to God, then you've already got protection. The word lets us know that he was the vigilant watchman over all of Israel. Who is Israel? It's us. It's his people. God promises that his word would never fail in First Chronicles 16 and 34 because he's faithful in every way. God promised Israel that their sin could be forgiven, their prosperity restored, and their nation would be healed. Again, we are Israel. So Second Chronicles 7 and 14 belongs to us. All we have to do is repent and he'll forgive our sins. He'll restore unto us what we've lost. He'll heal our land, just because we obey him and do what it is that he's told us to do. Under those same terms, in the Mosaic Covenant, God promised prosperity to his people for obedience and destruction for disobedience. God promised blessings for all who will delight themselves in his word in Psalm number 1, verses 1 through 3. Because just simply having faith has rewards. God gave promises in the New Testament. He promised salvation to all who believe in his son, Jesus, in Romans 1, verses 16 and 17. And there is no greater blessing than the free gift of God's salvation. God promised that all things will work out for good for his children. That's in Romans 8 and 28. The song that opens and closes this show is from Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for good for them who are the called according to his purpose. For those who love God, you just loving God and obeying God and doing what he told you to do. He works everything out for your good. You have nothing to worry about. He promises comfort in the time of our trials in 2 Corinthians 1. He promises a new life in Christ in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. He promised spiritual blessings in Christ in Ephesians 1 and 3. He promised to finish the work that he started in us in Philippians 1 and 6. He promised peace when we pray in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. He promised to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Matthew 6 and 33 and also in Philippians 4 and 19. Not that we just get everything that we want, but our needs are taken care of because God is faithful. We are more valuable than the birds and our Heavenly Father feeds them. So how much more would he not do for his children according to Matthew 6 and 26? He has promises all throughout scripture. And I want you to know that if you would just stop right now and kiss daddy goodbye, kiss your familiar things goodbye, then you would see that God is faithful. You would see as you move forward, God will show you something bigger and better than what it is that you are leaving behind. I thank you so much for joining on today. Unfortunately, we did not have any callers, but I thank God for the move of his spirit. Thank you so much again. Um, I want you to know that Campbell Ministries was established in, in 1995 by yours truly. And Campbell Ministries is doing some really great things in the community in addition to the show, Eve's Corner. We have founded Your Big Sister's Closet, where we provide prom dresses for young ladies. We provide seminars on career readiness and career relevance, business etiquette, life skills seminars for churches and the community at large. We also offer products. Uh, We do have anointing oil. Some people call it blessed oil um, for a donation of at least $12, but you get a better bang for your buck, so to speak, if you do three for $30. Um, And if you would like to place an order, please do at P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi. The zip is 39236. Again, that's P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi, 39236. And lastly, if you are in the Jackson, Mississippi area and you are in need of a church home, please stop by. Full Gospel Baptist Church Our grand opening ceremony is tomorrow And I look forward to seeing many of you there That service will be at 2pm We are located at 234 West School Street in Ridgeland, Mississippi And beginning next week our Sunday School begins at 8am Taught by my husband Deacon Marvin Jackson And our morning worship is at 9am Until next time May God bless you and Keep you is my prayer